what made Ababa pick you. Um, tell me how like experience with Colombia changed you. And then I realized that actually I'm not that bad. Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast from here to there. This is a podcast where we share stories about inspiring people who studied abroad and how their life turned out to be. My name is Dasha, I'm CEO and founder of Connected. We help students to get into colleges abroad with scholarships and grants. And today our guest is Dinara. She has an amazing story, you know, like winning one of the most prestigious and the most competitive scholarships ever. And we're going to be learning, like, first of all, about your journey and how you managed to do so. Welcome. Hi, Dinara. Hi, Dasha. Thank you for having me here. I know it's about late night um, in, in your location right now. So, like, thanks so much for joining late. Yeah, sure. My pleasure. Um, yeah, I would love to start, you know, like, I like to ask a question about, like, why uh, always? Because, you know, like, there's, like, many reasons why we could study abroad, many reasons why we could stop in the process, and the process is so challenging like you know like you have to yeah. you know, like do exams you have to do like everything and from like working with like thousands of students i know that the main cases they just you know like stop halfway you know like first fail- failure you know like first complication you know like and they just, just stop what was your why behind you know like going through the whole journey studying abroad you know like going all the way yeah that was actually a very interesting story and it started in august 2021 when I, I just like, it was, it's kind of story of manifestation and like inner calling and stuff like that, because I remember this feeling, feeling very scarce and feeling tense. And I felt like uh, Almaty and Kazakhstan is where I live in, uh, is very small for me that I've outgrown this place. And I was like, okay, I need some intellectual stimulation. I need to go abroad. I need new ideas. I need something else. I need to learn because I felt like I reached my ceiling and I was mentoring others. I was doing all this stuff, but I wanted to be mentored. I wanted to be taught. I wanted to receive that same support that I was providing for others. And uh, my path is uh, a little bit unconventional because my first thought was, okay, I need to go and get my master's degree. And I was thinking about applying for achieving scholarship in the UK, but uh, I already had two master degrees already, one MBA and one master of science. And I was like, I don't want to do research papers. <laughs> I don't want to do articles. I hate doing reference lists. I am done with that, but I still wanted something. And I didn't know what it was uh, because I didn't want to study, but I wanted to go abroad and learn something new. Uh, before I passed GRE like three times, it was a nightmare. Uh, it was so hard. I didn't want to do that. And I was just like pushing myself and forcing myself. But this time I decided to listen to my intuition, to my calling. And I said, okay, I'm not going to apply for tuning. I don't want a third master's. And in November, my mom sends me an Instagram post. Uh, at 2 a.m. and she's she's sending me posts about the Obama Scholars Program and she tells me like check it out maybe it's a scam or a fake because it looks too good all of your expenses are covered you are taking classes at Columbia University and it's named like after President Obama and when I was browsing through the website of the program I felt like this tingles in my chest I was like okay this is what I was looking for because 
I didn't have to study. I didn't have to take exams. So my program was non-degree, but I could just audit classes. I could take any classes at Columbia. I could, I, I've, I've been through different workshops, trainings, meetings, and had more hands-on experience and practical experience from people in the field. And yeah, that was the answers to my prayers uh, because uh, that's how it worked. And after that, I saw a lot of like different science people in my elevator wearing the t-shirt saying Obama and uh, some, oh God, wow. <laughs> yeah, some random people telling me that I have to go to study in the US. And like, how do you know? Like, I, I didn't tell anyone that I'm applying to this program. So long story short, in April, I got my interview. Uh, in May, the, re the results are announced. And as you said, this is very competitive, very uh, selective program. And I still think that it was a piece of luck that I got in there because uh, it is so competitive. I didn't realize that before coming there and seeing how hard it is to get in there and how many people apply to this program and that President Obama personally reviews the finalists, their profiles. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I have singles right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you can... You know, the guy from the TV, you know, like, actually looking at your documents and, like, transcripts. Oh, my God. Can you, yeah. like, share a bit more about the scholarship itself? Because I feel like it's a very yeah. unique opportunity. So you mentioned, yeah. like, you don't have to go, like, full degree to go, like, study what you don't want to study. At the same time, it's extremely prestigious. You know, like, can you, like, share, like, a bit more, like, insights of, like, of the scholarship program? Yeah, this program is for uh, one year, uh, two semesters at Columbia. And you take two classes uh, each semester. So you take any class that you want. I highly recommend Columbia Business School because it's very well funded, like yeah. all <laughs> business schools in the U.S. And uh, apart from that, you get to meet different people. You get to uh, go through different workshops. And this uh, program is dedicated for emerging leaders who have their social projects. So it's tailored for people who run their nonprofits, their social projects. And uh, we cover topics like fundraising, uh, strategic planning and stuff like that. And also we got an executive coach, uh, a mentor who is wow. a, fac a faculty at Columbia University. Yeah. And I don't know, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it's very intensive. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's also like tailored for the groups that um, are attending this particular year. And you also uh, learn a lot from your peers, from the scholars uh, who are also in your cohort. And yeah, that's just uh, an amazing opportunity for anyone. And it covers like all of your expenses, uh, living in New York and um, help with your visa and everything. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a dream come true. You don't have to do anything. You just come and everything is ready for you and everyone is helping you. So it's amazing. Oh my God. What do you think was like an acceptance rate? It was like, like, an, it's usually like one, two percent out of all applicants. Less than one percent. Less than one percent. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. So yeah, not moving far from this topic, but like, how do you think you managed to get into this like less than one percent? What was, you know, like, what made Ababa, you know, well, he was like reading your application. Let's just emphasize. I think, I feel like it's, it's, it's really terrific uh, to pick you. Um, among like other applicants. 
what else like in background or like the way you put the essay or like you know like the vision so yeah I think the first uh, most important thing is uh, the application essays and the uh, interview, like videos. First, we made, we had to make a two-minute video about our work. And uh, I think I was just like honest about the work that I do. And uh, uh, my organization is called Girls uh, Power Fund, and we work in empowering high school girls uh, in different areas. And... For uh, when I was uh, applying, my fund only existed for eight months. And I was like asking myself, why did they take me? Because there were other people who worked like for five or 10 years who had a much more impact, much more uh, impactful work than me. But I think like I took a lot of effort. And like, you know how the application process goes. Your essay is the only thing. And like, uh, whenever I see people uh, writing it in a rush or like submitting the last second, uh, I don't think that's the best strategy. So I, pu- yeah. I put a lot of effort. I uh, made my friends to peer review it. Uh, I, I, I got some like I got the help that I needed. And uh, the second thing, I think they look for the cohort coherence. So that even if you're qualified, even if your essay is good, if you are not matching with the profile of other people in your uh, cohort, so like you won't be chosen. So you have to, like in some part, it's it's a luck if you're matching with yeah, other so, people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like group dynamics, I guess. Like they need to make sure, you know, like mm-hmm. like all selected people, you know, like they're going to be, uh, you know, like helping each other. And exactly. As a person who... Who builds community-driven product? I understand. Like we gotta be, you know, like on like same level, but like complement and help each other grow. Yeah. Um. Let's just like dive deep into the essay. I mean, I've been applying to I don't like I want like what like five six scholarships in my life. I mean, like students, you know, like essay is a nightmare. So like lots of people trying, you know, like to write it, and I feel like you know, like it was like our mentality, like I don't know, like post-Soviet Union. It's so not in our culture. No. to highlight our strength mm. it's just you know like you gotta get like against your nature like yeah. oh my god you know yeah i'm like not like living in the us and and you know like like silicon valley and something they like they're storytelling i'm like they learn it from like kindergarten you know like, i know I that mean, feel I'm girl like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my god you know like i'm still you know like i raised five million and i'm still you know like not at that level so like how i mean like how was your like the, the process of like writing an essay and I guess like what was like the major I guess I don't know like the most difficult part it was just like about what to write how to write the wording the structure because I feel like that's always the most challenging part yeah I think in addition to what you said that it's not in our culture and nature to highlight our achievements it's also uh, not a part of our skills because essays in our schools are more like poetic and we talk about like literature and uh, compositions of like Tolstoy and Dostoevsky and stuff like that. But in like real academic and application essays, there is like totally different structure and the format is different and everything is completely different. And when you're not trained from the like, I don't know, junior high school to do that things, you won't be able to do that. But uh, my university that I studied for my bachelor's, uh, it's called Nazarbayev University, and we studied uh, by the Western style curriculum. So our partners were uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, 
And I was trained like for five years to uh, write like an American like style writing and essays. Yeah, the format, the structure. So I think like I got pretty lucky that I had this training and I had learned how to uh, write academic essays or application essays. But also, like I said, uh, I have a friend who helps people to review their essays, uh, even like grammar, uh, checking grammar or checking the sentence structure. This is not our uh, first language. And unfortunately, people like pay attention to that. So even if you are some kind of genius or prodigy, if you're a great person, if your essay sucks, you probably won't be able to get in. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> I have like two kind of like follow-up questions. So like first, I mean, not everyone can have opportunity to kind of like, you know, like have the partnership with like University of Wisconsin. So like yeah. if you're just average school, I don't know, like yeah. average university that has absolutely no connection with US outside of just like map maybe on the wall. So like some t-shirts. So what would be like, maybe, maybe, you know, like best tools or like practices, how to kind of like, cause I feel like it's much more about like data. You need to read enough essays, like successful essays to really understand and like, okay, like that's how they're going to do this. Like, for example, it's not about application, but I was like preparing for the pitch when I started up, mm-hmm. I had to, you know, like listen to like hundreds of them of like mm-hmm. other startup, you know, like startup competitions mm-hmm. and, you know, like investors mm-hmm. and like, okay, that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. So like first. What could, you know, like people do this just to kind of like get their brain on like the right set, you know, like just to kind of like listen uh, like first and second, what actually highlight an essay? Because I feel like, again, like uh, it's it's a lot of like many cases, like cultural people tend to highlight not the personality traits, not the story, but like, I don't know, GPA, mm-hmm. jury score, mm-hmm. I don't know, like uh, achievement. But I feel like it's much more about actually telling a story about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, just like your thoughts on those two points. Yeah. And in addition to reading other successful essays, I think it's very important to practice. Like if you practice, you can practice any skill, be it like essay or basketball or driving. Any skill can be practiced and getting feedback and getting reviews and like drafts, sending them back and forth until you get to this point where you uh, feel like you're perfect. Because the first draft of anything is bad. Like you, you cannot expect to write the first draft and then send it in. Maybe you'll have to have, I don't know, 50 iterations, uh, send like to 50 different people and get different feedback and then rewrite it again and again and again. And then uh, you will be able to achieve that. And I know many people who didn't have the same experience as I did with like learning how to write essays. They just did it somehow and a lot of people in Kazakhstan we have this uh, national scholarship called Bolashak where government funds your studies in like any university in the world Uh, it's also very prestigious and generous so I know a lot of people from uh, regions of Kazakhstan from the underserved populations who did that so if they can do that yeah anyone can do that yeah totally thank you and I like about like sending to like 50 people to review this. I think it was like, like a couple of years ago, it was like one of the major motivations behind, you know, like doing community driven company and, and, and the product, not, you know, like consultancy, because you need like many minds, you need like many aspects, you need like peer support and peer review. And that's extremely, that's extremely important. 
Um, exactly. I know like you had like, when we've been applying to the scholarship, you already had like vast backgrounds, you had a couple of master's degrees, you had your own foundation. Uh, but like, for example, let's imagine like someone who's like applying right now for like master's and they have a deadline like in the two, three months. And then it's to do like, just, they have only time for like, do like one or two things to kind of like really increase their chances, to kind of mm-hmm. like really stand out. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend them to do? You know, like just like one or like two, because they don't have too much time just to kind of like really make their application, their profile special. Uh, I think it depends on their, uh, on their major, on their university, on their requirements. Uh, but I think the main thing is to find a fit like you say the product market fit you know that yeah. and, <laughs> and the same should be with like university and student fit uh because many people apply to the programs that they actually don't fit in so you have to make sure that you are a good fit for your university for your program and i think it's very important to show that you actually have done something like with your hands you had the hands-on experience like volunteering or extracurriculars or any activity not like reading books and doing research and stuff like that you actually need to do something by your hands Uh, actually go somewhere and do something even if it's like two three months volunteering you can share that in your application and it will matter Uh, I think many people yeah there is also mismatch or misinformation about that and many people um, don't focus on that. Or maybe it's not, again, it's not in our culture. The volunteering, the service activities, the extracurriculars, it's just not a part of our culture, but you need to understand that it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, because like in our countries, you know, like the applications mostly, you know, like score-based, like you have a GPA, you have like your entry exams, yeah. and anything else does not matter. And like yeah. when it comes to like applications to like other countries, states, or like Europe, or like even like Asia, like your grades, like 30%. Like you mm-hmm. need to kind of like be like above minimum requirements. And mm-hmm. then like you need to be, you know, like leadership position, volunteering, you know, like social service, giving back, social responsibility, like anything. So like that matters the most. And like you got to really put like a lot of effort um, towards this. Um, tell me how like experience with Columbia changed you. So like what was like the most I guess, like, um, massive before and after, you know, like, the program was, like, Obama scholarship and your time in Colombia. Oh, my God. I don't know even where to start. Uh, I think the main <laughs> the main uh, achievement and highlight was uh, building up my confidence because uh, before coming there, I thought, like, no one even knows where Kazakhstan is. Like, whenever I tell people in the U.S. I'm from Kazakhstan, everyone asks me, like, Pakistan or something else. And uh, I was thinking that I'm like this kind of second world, second class uh, person because I am from a developing country that, uh, yeah, maybe I'm successful in Kazakhstan. Maybe everyone knows me here. But in the US, in New York, I'm nobody and no one knows me. And how I'm, am I expecting like to start something there or uh, to have a say there? And when I started my classes at Columbia, I was very active. I uh, took part in all the projects. I participated in uh, the class activities. And then I realized that actually I'm not that bad. (laughs) I am so (laughs) smart and I'm so capable. And I'm actually like 
smarter than 90% in the rooms that I've been to. And from the far, we always think that, oh, there might be like superhumans studying at Ivy League schools or studying at Columbia, living in New York. And you always see them in movies and you have this image that they're like superhumans and you're no one. But when you actually go there, when you actually sit in the class, when you actually participate in discussions and you have your say, uh, you have some fresh ideas uh, bring, uh, to, that you can bring to the table. Uh, I think that realization uh, was very important and it helped me to increase my confidence and realize that I can be in any room, I can be in any school and I can do whatever. I mean, that's so inspiring. And yeah, I did not like the feeling when like you come from like pretty much the country that like, well, like in cases like Russia, you will pretty much know that's like the biggest chunk of like the world map, but uh, still, you know, like... <laughs> At least they know what Russia is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I wish they didn't right now. <laughs> not the best sign. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and and then you realize, you know, like, oh my God, there's like people who like do like, I don't know, Harvard, like Stanford Business School, or like, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, they're like the same. I mean, like sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, like luckier just to be born in this country. Yeah, There's like exactly. nothing, you know, like tremendously different or like they're not smarter or like, you know, like uh, it's just, you know, like such an unfairness in terms of like where we born, like where mm-hmm. opportunities are. Yeah. So um, that's how it's done. I wanted to ask a couple of questions about your foundation because I believe that's mm-hmm. super um, inspiring mission. And I mean, I'm like, as a female entrepreneur, we like our team was like historically mostly predominantly females. We had lots of female students. We grow like, been growing in Eastern Europe and also right now like India, like supporting, you know, like girls, you know, like especially like early age, you know, like, and uh, really empowering them in all the ways possible makes a tremendous difference because there's still you know like such a huge gender gap uh unfortunately you know like it still exists like when you maybe like when you're like originally from new york you can't really see this but like coming from our countries you can definitely see this what was like your motivation behind this like like how did you start your like foundation uh at the first place mm, yeah um i think the most uh, appalling thing for me was seeing uh, a lot of gender uh based violence uh when like even uh, recently like yesterday uh one of the government officials killed his wife in a restaurant in Kazakhstan and it was all over the news and uh this is very common in Kazakhstan i think it's happening more in Kazakhstan than in Russia because our society is more conservative, it's more patriarchal. Uh, we have this uh, shaming culture, victim blaming culture, where your parents wouldn't accept uh, your divorce, or like very few parents would let you back home. So they will stay. They will say like stay and stuff like that. And this is your marriage. You married that man. And uh, even in my extended family, like it happened. The when people are uh, men are uh using like gender-based violence in their homes and i was witnessing that for a very long time i was really upset about that and i know it's very hard to work with uh, uh, victims of gender-based violence and i know that 
I had, don't have any capacity to do that. It's so hard. I respect the people who work on that, and I, I just can't imagine how they they do they do that. And I asked myself, what can I do to work with the root cause of the problem? And I think the root cause is starting in the, like very young age. If you see how uh, Kazakhs celebrate the birthdays of boy and girl it's very different they do like huge celebrations when the boy is born or like for their first birthday and for a girl it's just like i don't know cake and (laughs) happy birthday song and that's it so we try to raise them uh, financially independent so we teach them skills and they can earn even like if they're high school students they can earn their own money and they can Uh, have this confidence after our trainings they participate in different uh, competitions like technovation challenge uh, tech girls uh, robotics competitions and after their first win i can see this transformation you know they become unstoppable and they're like oh wow now i know what it feels like to win now i know what it feels like to have my own money now i know what it likes to be on stage and be celebrated and they want more and more and more and they just do it on their own. Like sometimes uh, random people ask me, oh, I saw your girls doing this and that, and I don't even know what, what they did. And uh, one of our success stories is a girl from a very patriarchal and conservative region in Kazakhstan. Uh, she won Tech Girls scholarships this year. And she's just like from ordinary school, ordinary family, and she uh, got to spend a summer in the U.S. She went to NASA office, uh, to all the tech companies. Uh, she studied in the U.S. for a summer school. And that's the thing that matters the most. And we hope that after that, they won't be like in a relationship where uh, they're beaten up or where they're not valued because they will know their worth. So this is how we started. That's so amazing. <clears throat> and I wish like more countries had this, you know, because uh, again, like uh, Central Asia, Eastern, I mean, like Southeast Asia, I know I have like a friend who's like founder of uh, um, also a tech company from India. And he was like telling how like in some regions in India, you know, like girls are pretty much, you know, like assets and like uh, labor force. And yeah. uh, like, and it's actually like inability to earn money, or like sometimes not even like having access to your own documents and like money just yeah. like changes everything. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just like very unexpected question, but like, if there's like some people who are going to be listening to this, and one I would love to volunteer, you know, like and tell uh, your, you know, like foundation anyway, do you like accept like volunteers from like, different countries? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If your students want to volunteer, we uh, provide our volunteers with recommendation letters, with uh, certificates for volunteering. And actually, our social media manager uh, got into Dartmouth last year. And wow. yeah, I was writing her recommendation. And I think that's pretty cool that we empower people not only through our courses, but uh, through our employment. And yeah, just hit me up. Uh, I think we can link the website or like I can just put my email or we'll figure out how we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We are open to uh, anyone who wants to help. That's exciting. And 
just like last couple of questions. So like, I like the ask question about, um, I guess like fear, like if you've been actually afraid to the extent that you wanted to stop either during the application journey, you know, like kind of like scholarship or like during the studies or like while like creating foundation, because I do believe like it's, as you mentioned, like you've talked a lot about confidence. That's what you got mm -hmm. in Colombia, you mm -hmm. know, like that, like pretty much like the purpose, like one of the purposes of your foundation. And I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes people are so afraid. People mm -hmm. are, you know, like so scared. And because, mm -hmm. you know, like their fear, you know, like overweights their confidence. That's why lots of people just give up halfway. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, as we know, like any, any big goal, especially when it comes to education or like relocation to different countries, not a sprint, it's a marathon. There's going to be lots of ups and downs. Like it took Jerry three times. That's like a perfect example. And um, yeah, just like I was curious if you ever had this feeling and how you, uh, I guess like overcame it. Because I want, uh, I feel like it's it's great to normalize sometimes fear, you know, like and that like that's okay. We all feel it. It just like matter what we do with this mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day. So yeah, mm -hmm. do you mind sharing? You know, like if you if you ever faced um yeah this emotion yeah totally i'm afraid all the time <laughs> to be honest. i'm afraid and i cry a lot and actually this uh, image of successful success in instagram uh i think it's in the past and there is no one who is not afraid even people i i've read uh, michelle obama's uh, latest book and she says that she was terrified before her like book tour and she is one of the most popular and famous people and not only in the US, but in the world. And she is still scared. So I think uh, everyone is afraid. And I, I'm also very inspired by your honesty on social media. Like whenever I read your posts about like your failures or how you overcome them, it inspires me a lot. And I'm like, okay, if, if, she, if she fails, if she can overcome that, I can do that too enough of crying yeah so uh thank you for your honesty and thank you for your inspiration and sharing all of this stuff um but what helped me to overcome failure is my mindset work uh and asking for help so i've been in therapy uh for two years and i've done a lot of like uh mindset and manifestation trainings I also reach out to my friends and I also reach out to my family and whoever I can to tell them like, okay, I'm scared. You need to tell me like that I can do it. You need to help me. You need to push me because you will not be able to overcome this fear alone and like ruminating the thoughts, whether you can do it or not. And even before, right before my interview, I went to my therapist and I said, I feel that I'm going to sabotage this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to like, uh, my uh, my throat will hurt or my interview was like at 2 a.m. at night uh, and I was like, maybe I will I don't know, fall asleep or something will happen. I have all these thoughts and I went to my therapist. We worked this out with her and after that, I was able to uh, do that. So get any help uh, that you need. And I, I say that if you have this, dream of studying abroad if it's in your head then you are supposed to be there or destined to be there because otherwise you would wouldn't just think of it 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 wouldn't just like cross your mind it wouldn't appear in your head and you would do something else so 
ask for all the help. Uh, you probably will fail. You probably will have to do your tests several times, uh, draft your essays. But uh, in the end, it's totally worth it. Uh, and as all the coaches and gurus said, says, uh, say, your all of your dreams, all of your uh, dream life is on the other side of fear. So it's okay. Um, yeah. Out of yeah. the comfort zone. Yeah. 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 And like, I'll cry if you need to. <laughs> Binge watch Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then just say, go back and do that. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing. That's like so authentic and, and sincere and inspiring. And I do agree. I've been like talking with like my friend, she's like a female founder as well. And like building a company and being an immigrant, it just pretty much you live with anxiety that like you buy 50% consists of cortisol, like stress hormone, but like 50% you consist of like anxiety and adrenaline. And uh, I feel like our ability to kind of like our self-awareness in terms of like why we're afraid and what helps us when we're scared mm-hmm. and our ability to just make the first step. It's not like really mm-hmm. sometimes reaching the goal. Just like mm-hmm. fear can be so paralyzing. So like yeah. you just don't make the first step. And the scariest, yeah. the most difficult thing is to make the first step. So like yeah. being able, you know, like to, I don't know, like just, uh, yeah, like the whole support, like one of my friends told me, if you're really scary, just to recreate a feeling of safety. And I remember mm-hmm. I was like uh, doing some task that was like bringing lots of like anxiety and stress in me. And I was like, okay, like how can I do, feel like safe? So I put like, you know, like very fluffy sweatpants, mm-hmm. you know, like fluffy blankets. Mm-hmm. I put on mm-hmm. the Harry Potter on my mm-hmm. TV because like for me, it's kind of like holiday season. Mm-hmm. I opened my laptop and I started, it's actually helped, you know, like I just kind of yeah. like, it's like, in my body, I started to feel safer. Like, oh my God, you know, like I feel like home. And yeah, like I did this task. So yeah. well, <laughs> I was procrastinating um, for weeks. <laughs> yeah. And what would you like recommend? What would be the first step for anyone who wants to study abroad? Like the very first was, small step. <laughs> you want to ask that? Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you this question, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I can share later. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> Um, I feel like, you know, like it's, it's talk to people like first, I feel like mm-hmm. when you like back, like, I don't know, like you're like in Pakistan, Kazakhstan, in India, Russia, I don't know, like Indonesia, like anywhere, you don't really understand what the world is, you know, like you really don't understand like which country is the best for you. You don't really understand. Do you actually have chances? Like, do you, mm-hmm. how do you stand, you know, like against like everyone? So I guess like really start to talk to people who like mm-hmm. went down this journey, you know, like, or like listen to the stories, but like ask the questions and kind of like, it's kind of going to help to gain the confidence. It's kind of like, you know, like going to help to bring, you know, like objective, um, you know, like objective, I guess, filter towards the whole process. And like super, it's, it's like you mentioned, you know, like it's, it's the same human beings, you know, like they're, they're yeah. not like someone like superheroes or genius. They're just, you know, like sometimes people like more like it to be born like one country and like not another. And uh, and I feel like, you know, like being really understand what you want, because like you want, not your parents or like anything, mm-hmm. what you're, you know, like very deep motivation. Like, yeah. hey, do you just want to build career? Like you want lots of money. You want to mm-hmm. live like we're just going to be happy, like really deep inside mm-hmm. of you. Like, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. hey, Italy can be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and uh, I live right now in California, you know, like, and I wouldn't go to New York. I mean, like, I like it to have, like, ocean view right now for my window. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, 
and uh, yeah, I feel like you know, like being extremely honest with yourself mm-hmm. because like that's the biggest motivation is towards but not away from. Yeah. So just like, your only motivation yeah. is just like yeah. run away from your country mm-hmm. towards ever when you're gonna mm-hmm. land because like that doesn't stop. Like you have to make it there. Yeah. You have to be you know like yeah, and that can be almost like destroying in terms of like oh my god I've been working so hard and like actually hate it here that's not my place so like you know like and and motivation you know like towards that's gonna help you not just you know like nail down the application find the people but actually be happy with your choice you know like and be successful once you get there so I guess like I'm like essays and all of this that's but like really kind of like matching your true self with like the best option if I'm like there's like 200 countries on the mm-hmm. globe mm-hmm. <laughs> so and there's like lots of scholarships like lots of opportunities there's yeah. like lots of rich people who who can you know like sponsor you so uh yeah that would be my mistake your turn <laughs> yeah I totally agree with that and actually that was my passing mistake because before, when I was taking GRE and I was applying to grad schools uh, before this uh, experience, I was just doing what everyone else uh, was doing. So, like, when people, after after graduation from my university, everyone went to the U.S., everyone went, like, studying abroad. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I, I have to do that, too. And I was just, like, following everyone's step. And when you follow everyone else's step and when you, uh, like you said, run away from something, it's so hard. You have to force yourself. You have to, uh, I don't know, like push yourself so much. But uh, I I just understood that this is not my path. I don't want to take exams. I don't want to write papers anymore. I hate doing reference lists. And when you have this uh, understanding of what you want, uh, when you have intrinsic motivation to learn something new, to go and uh, like expand your uh, mindset and your skill set, everything is so easy. <laughs> it just flows. <laughs> and even if there is a setback, like one of my recommenders uh, for the Obama Scholars Program, uh, she opt out like a couple of days before the deadline. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I was like panicking and stressed out and I had to find another recommender. And you know how hard it is. Usually I like yeah. take uh, four weeks. Uh, I give them four weeks for writing this letter. And uh, luckily uh, my basketball coach uh, agreed to do that. And he wrote an amazing letter. I think it got me in <laughs> because he was able to show my leadership potential through basketball. And yeah, so not forcing yourself, not following others' footsteps. And the first thing you can make is just go to YouTube and watch inspirational videos of the campus of your dreams or like of the students vlogging. I think these emotions, they uh, can tell you like if you really want that You'll have this feeling, this tingles, uh, this body response that it's actually yours or not. And then this like visual yeah. re- visualization, make a vision board, uh, watch these videos, get into feels, get into emotions. And after that, you will be able to build uh, your essays and uh, your application portfolio and everything. And it's all about attitude like because... Before, it was like a nightmare to write these essays, to 
filling, filling my profile. But with the Obama Scholars Program, it was like so quick and easy because my attitude was different. I knew I had this like confidence. I was like, oh my God, this is a perfect match for me. I want it. I know I'm going to get it. Uh, it was uh, much easier to get something that uh, you really want. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, and yeah, watch stories. I mean, like watch videos, listen to our podcast, 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, I know my team said me, told me I need to do this. Guys who are going to be listening to the podcast, we created a scoring system and matching system that based on your profile are going to match with the countries and the programs and the scores with the highest probability to get in. So we try to automate this part. It's going to be like link under the video probably i'm still getting used to this the whole host <laughs> role but <laughs> okay it's the very final question and i usually like to do this when i do like user interviews but um there's like something i should have asked you but i haven't um no i think we covered pretty much everything and uh i just wanted to like to highlight how I was inspired by your journey. I was interviewing you for in 2020, if you remember, remember during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And you, you just won the Seed Stars. You just uh, uh, got into like uh, all the amazing accelerators. And uh, I don't know. I want to cry now because uh, like your example, your uh, of your leadership, of how you overcome all these things, and like seeing you grow over these three years. And uh, knowing all the hardships that you had to overcome and still smiling, still working, still doing uh, these amazing things. I'm just like so inspired uh, by you and by your platform and how you pivot and how you help people around the world to uh, get to their dreams. And I want to say like you have to invest, like, you sign up for study free services. You have to invest in your future somehow because uh your return on your investment will be much yeah. bigger yeah yeah and i know many people hesitate if it's worth it if it's not you will not know until you try and like knowing dasha and knowing uh the amazing work she does uh i am totally sure that she uh will provide the best services for you and running international companies succeeding in the us uh having like similar backgrounds it like it's showing everyone and especially for me that uh it's possible if uh, you set your mind to something so thank you thank for you, having thank me thank you so much thank you thank you so much for like uh, for such warm words and uh yeah it's really meaningful and i'm sure like our episode today is going to inspire so many students and special female students 100 thank you so much for coming over today uh, it was really amazing. Guys, listen to the podcast, follow Dinara. We're going to put all the links. And yeah, wish everyone to be happy and successful uh, in the country where you choose from your deepest desire because you feel tingles in your body. Yeah, <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. And actually, I have my own podcast where I tell about uh, my manifestations and manifestation story, mindset work how you can work uh, on your mindset and uh, achieve all of your goals, how to you can improve your mental health. I think we can add it in the show notes. It's in English. Yeah. It's the only product that I have in English. 
and I hope it will help you to achieve all of your goals. So we're like a perfect uh, team. You help with the tech stuff, with essays, and I help with the mindset work and the confidence yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to build something. Yeah, I'm going to actually text after this. We have to build something together. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Okay, have a great day. Thanks so much for coming over.